0: to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to The Uncommon teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week, we talk about real-life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Last week, we started a series on overcoming the lies of the enemy, and in this series, we're going to be talking about some of the biggest lies that the enemy has been telling teens today. We're going to talk about what the truth really is and how you can help those who may be caught up in those lies. So in line number one last week, we talked about how following your heart and doing what feels good isn't always the right thing to do and actually how our hearts are deceitful above all else. Yes, God did give us emotions and feelings and those emotions and feelings are great things. However, they were never meant to run our lives. Line number two that we are going to be talking about is, there are many ways to get to God. I read a statistic recently that really got me thinking. It said that almost half of Christians today believe that even if you don't believe in Jesus, you can still get to heaven. Another statistic that I read that was really closely related to that one is that only 32% of Christians say you can't go to heaven if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life. I actually heard someone say this the other day. She said, the key is to believe in God, no matter what path you take, meaning any religion or whether or not you make up your own religion, which is what this lady was doing. She says, it doesn't matter. You'll get into heaven as long as you believe in God. Now, specifically to teens, there was a Pew research poll that said that 45% of teens in general believe that many religions are true. So this is not just Christian teens. These are all teens. They say that many religions are true. Only 31% say that there's only one that is actually true. So what is the truth? If the lie is there are many ways to get to God, what is the truth? Well, John 14, 1 through 6 tells us what the truth is. It says, and this is Jesus speaking, it says, "'Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me, Jesus.'" In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also, and you know the way to where I'm going. Then Thomas speaks up in verse 5, and he's kind of confused about what Jesus is talking about. And he says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And this is key. To what we believe as Christians, verse six, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, notice I didn't say a way, a truth, and a life. It says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That means there's only one. You know, many people will look at Christianity and say, well, you're just closed-minded. But is that really the truth? Jesus is the only way because he's the only one. He's the only one who's ever walked the face of this earth without messing up even one time. I mean, come on, the teen years can be a little bit crazy. And sometimes we don't always agree with our parents and just rolling our eyes at our parents is not honoring our parents. So even in that manner, we've already messed up. Jesus was the only one that walked this earth without messing up one time. And it's not just because he was God. Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. So he had all of the same temptations that we did, but yet he passed the test every single time. Well, why did he do that? Well, he did that because when he went to the cross, he wanted to make a way for us to get to God. Before Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden back in Genesis, back when the world began, Adam walked with God daily. He had such a strong and close relationship with God. In Genesis, it says they would walk together in the cool of the day, meaning they would just talk and hang out. And God created all of creation so that Adam could enjoy it. And God created Eve so that Adam could have a wife and enjoy her companionship. God and Adam had such a strong relationship with each other. But then Adam chose to turn his back on God and say, God, I don't need your rules. I don't trust you. And so Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden by doing something that God had asked him not to do. When that happened, he broke that relationship between God and man for good. Well, at least we thought so. In the Old Covenant, it was broken. And so in the Old Covenant, they had to sacrifice animals just to get back into fellowship with God. But the next time they sinned, they were right back out again. And so they had to do another sacrifice. And so it was a lot of sacrificing animals. And those animals that they had to sacrifice— When they chose them, they had to be pure and spotless without any flaws. They had to be perfect animals in order for them to actually sacrifice them and join back into that relationship with God. Well, when Jesus walked the face of this earth, he was without sin. And because he was without sin, he became the ultimate sacrifice for us. So thank God we don't have to sacrifice animals today. I don't know about you, but I would not do a very good job of that. (laughs) He became the sacrifice once and for all. He went to the cross. He shed his blood and it wasn't murder. They didn't steal his life away. Jesus willingly gave up his life for us so that he could be in relationship with us again once and for all. Jesus is the only way because he's the only one who could bridge that gap between God and man again. A lot of people look at Christianity and say, Well, you're closed-minded. You don't just accept anybody. You won't accept me the way that I am with my whatever I have going on. No, you call me a sinner, and you won't accept me. And honestly, there are a lot of Christians out there who do act like that. They don't accept people because they see the sin that they're walking in, and they say, yeah, there's no hope for you. I can't believe that. And then we start to call out their sin, and we get so angry. And then what used to be our mission field has now become our enemy. Yeah, there are Christians out there that do that. But if we are living like Jesus, we are not living that way. Yes, it is a sin. And no, we can't say, oh, it's okay that you're in that sin. It's okay that you stay there. No, we can't do that because we can't leave them where they are. That's not what Jesus did for us. He didn't leave us in our brokenness. No, Jesus, when we made him the Lord of our life, he took our brokenness and he made us whole. And the same thing is true for them, no matter what kind of sin that they're living in. And so when we look at them, we have to realize, hey, I was once that person too. I need to not look at their sin and see them as an enemy. I need to look at their sin and say, they are without hope. They don't know the Jesus that I know. They don't realize that John eight thirty one and 32, that when they get the truth of God's word in them, that it can make them free in every area of their life. They don't know that. Ladies, I'm going to lead you through something that's called the Romans road of salvation. And this is actually something that I use when I share Jesus with those who don't know Jesus to show them that there is actually hope. But as we go through this Romans road of salvation, and I will send this out in an email this week. But as we go through this, I want you to see There's only one way to heaven, and I want you to see why that is. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned, we've all messed up, and we all fall short of God's glory, meaning God only accepts a 100% test score into heaven. And if we mess up even one time in our lives, we've already ruined it. So in our sin, we are not even Capable of going to heaven because we don't have that 100% test score. All of us have messed up. Now that doesn't sound like very good news, now, does it? <laughs> but there is good news. Romans five eight tells us that God demonstrated His own love toward us. He showed us His love. That while we were still out there messing up, while we were still out there sinning, Christ died for us. Romans six twenty three goes on to show us the very importance of why. We need Jesus as our savior. It says, for the wages of sin is death. That means the payment for sin is death. When we mess up, we deserve hell. That's not good news. But listen, the end of that verse says, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. We can't get into heaven because we don't have that 100% test score. But while we deserve hell, God says, I love you too much to see you go that way. I am going to send my son to this earth so that he can offer you a way into heaven. This is that free gift of God. Jesus is our free gift. Now, what do you do with a gift? If you were to receive a car for your 16th birthday, would you look at it and be like, um, okay, and just walk away, not take the keys, not ever drive the car, just sits there. Well, no, if somebody gives you a car for your 16th birthday, you're going to be like, ah, yes, thank you. And you're going to receive those keys and you're going to get in that car and you're going to drive it. The same thing is true with making Jesus the Lord of our lives. We just receive his free gift. And when we receive that free gift, Romans 8, 1 tells us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So when we make Jesus the Lord of our lives, there is no condemnation. We don't deserve hell anymore. And now he's given us his grace. And then Romans 10, 9 and 10 and verse 13 go on to tell us how we receive that gift of God. It says, all you have to do is this, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you'll be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. That word justified means just as if I'd, justified, just as if I'd never sinned. God has made you in his eyes, just like you never messed up a day in your life. And then verse 13 goes on to say, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. That's it. It is so simple. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Did you hear that word? Everyone. It doesn't say some. It doesn't say only a few. It doesn't say just these people over here and and not these that are doing this kind of sin. It doesn't say anything like that. It says everyone. Christianity is not exclusive, it includes everybody. It's not closed minded. It's open for anybody to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So when people call us closed-minded or exclusive, they don't really know what they're talking about because it's open for anybody and everybody. Christianity is open for anybody. The problem is, is they don't want him. And they don't want him because they don't really know him. Matthew 7, 13 and 14 tells us to enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide. And the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Now, when it says hard, it doesn't necessarily mean hard, but it's more challenging. It's way more challenging to stand up and be bold in a culture that doesn't want us to talk about Jesus, but it's worth it. And so many teens today are so hungry for the word of God. They're so hungry for truth, real truth, because all they have been told is lies for their entire life and it doesn't work. And they're about ready to give up. And last week I talked about the suicide rates and how they were so high, especially among teens and especially among teen girls. And the reason why is because they've been fed so many lies for so many years and it doesn't work and they must be messed up. And so they just want to end it all. Ladies, they need to know that there is truth. They need to know what the Bible really says. They need to know the Jesus of the Bible. They need to know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to get to God. And he's the only way, again, because he's the only one. He's the only one that got that 100% test score. And then he gave it to us and said, will you accept my test score? I'm giving it to you. Will you receive it? But how do you talk to somebody? about this? How do you share the truth of God's word with them? How do you tell somebody who maybe doesn't believe that there is one way? Maybe they believe multiple ways. The first thing that I encourage you to do is connect with them. We always connect with people before we correct them. I heard a podcast episode recently by a professor of a Christian college. He was talking to this lady who is not a Christian for like the majority of the episode He connected with her. He listened to her. He talked to her about some of the things that are going on in her life and just got to know her. And then once he connected with her, he was able to share the goodness of Jesus with her. I wish I could say that he led her to the Lord on that podcast episode, but he didn't. But he still made that connection. So when you are talking to people, get to know them, ask them questions, learn about them, even if they're different than you, even if they're living a completely different lifestyle than you are. When we go out and we talk to people, it doesn't matter what lifestyle they're living. It doesn't matter if they are the same way we are. We want to go out there and share Jesus with them. So yeah, we want to go to the ones that are the sinners, the ones that are hurting, the ones that are broken, the ones that are living in sin and connect with them, ask them questions, get to know them, listen to them. Now, ladies, I highly encourage you to stick with ladies and also have some friends with you as you're sharing Jesus with people who don't know him. But make sure that only one person is talking at a time. You're not trying to all talk over each other because that gets confusing. And then the person's like, okay, you guys are all teaming up on me. I don't want to hear it. So Decide beforehand who's going to talk to them, and then go up to talk to them and ask them questions. You can have your friends there. That's perfectly fine. But then connect with them. Like I said, ask them questions. You know, sometimes having a conversation and just listening without judgment is a need that they have. Find their point of pain. Jesus is the antidote. He is the medicine. He is the cure for every pain that is on the inside of every single one of us. We go to Luke 19 verses one and two, and it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, just like we read, and nobody liked him. Actually, he was the most hated man in Jericho, the place where he lived. And the reason why he was the most hated man in Jericho was he was rich because he was stealing From all of the people. And so the people didn't like him. Going on to verse 3, it says, And Zacchaeus was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to Zacchaeus, Hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when the crowd saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be with the guest of a man who is a sinner. See, Jesus had a reputation of accepting the rejected. So much so that the rejected actually sought him out. They sought Jesus out because Jesus would always show them love and hope. And he'd always point them to the truth. Jesus was good at finding the pain points of people. When you ask somebody questions about different areas of life, where they go to school, what they like to do, who their family is, you will hit a point eventually if you ask them enough questions that you can tell that they're excited about and maybe excited in a good way or maybe excited in a not so good way. And that is their pain point. And that when you find that, stick with it. Keep asking them questions if they'll open up and share with you and then share your story with them. You know, maybe they've been dealing with loss of a parent or maybe they've been dealing with just some hurt and some heartbreak and who knows what. And if you've ever walked through any kind of loss, doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter if it's a parent, doesn't matter if it's a friend that maybe they didn't die, but they moved or they just stopped being your friend, connect with them on that. Yeah, you know, I can't even imagine what you're walking through. But I know when my best friend walked away from me, that was a pain that was like so hard because we were so close. But let me tell you, God was there for me. I was able to go to him. He was able to comfort me in that moment. And now, like I said, you know, it's not like what you're walking through. I get that. But what I do know is I know where I was at and I know how hurt I was and I know how broken I was and I know what God did in my life and I know he can do the same for you. And then from there, ask them. Have you had a life-changing encounter with Jesus? And if they say no, ask them. Can I share with you a little bit more about how God can change your life too? And if they're open to it, share with them the Romans road that we went through earlier. I'm going to be sending you an email this week. Go ahead and take a picture of that. Save it on your phone in your favorites. And then pull it out and have them look through it with you. You don't have to have things perfect. You don't have to have them memorized. Actually, pulling them out, even if you do have them memorized, shows them, if they do end up giving their life to the Lord, that it's easy for them to share with others. So even if you do have it memorized, pull it out anyway and just walk through it with them so that they can see it with their own eyes. And then at the end, say, are you ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And if they say no, say, okay, can I pray for you? If they say yes, pray for them right there. Don't be afraid of messing it up. Like I said, it just shows them how simple it is to have a relationship with God. And if they say no, okay, well, thank you so much for talking to me. It was so good getting to know you. And leave it on a positive note. Don't feel dejected or rejected because what you did is you put a rock inside their shoe. And every time they take a step they're going to feel that rock inside their shoe. And you're not literally putting a rock inside their shoe, but it's kind of like that. Every time they hear about God from somebody else, every time they hear somebody say, God bless you, or these little things, you're going to start noticing things because you put something in their mind that they just can't stop thinking about. And somebody's going to come along the path and they're going to lead them to the Lord. And guess what? You are going to be rewarded in heaven, just as if you were the one that led them to the Lord, even though you just placed that rock inside their shoe. All right, ladies, I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to really mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, if you're on my email list, you should have gotten an email last week letting you know that my website is down. I'm so sad. And the app wasn't working for a little bit, but now it's working. So I apologize for those challenges. We actually switched platforms where we were keeping our website, and I did not realize that it took seven days for my website name to switch over to my new website. So I apologize for that. So if you've been trying to get on my website and haven't been able to, you can now through the app and just be praying that this gets fixed really soon. Ladies, I am so thankful. I have you all reaching out to me daily, telling me how God has changed in your life through this podcast, or you have questions and you wanted some clarity on some different things. I am just so thankful to you all. Please continue to do that. Go to the Uncommentine app, go to the Connect with Jamie tab, and let me know. Let me know how God is changing your life. Or if you have podcast topics that you would like me to talk about, go to the Uncommentine app and click on the tab that says Ask Me Anything, and I would love to create topics on that. Please be sharing this podcast with your friends. Let them know that there's a place where they can come to where they can get hope and encouragement, but also get the truth of God's word. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging, but God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommentine Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommon Teen Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommon Teen Live, I knew that God was going to do something big. And he really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you and I am just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.